You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with Mark Bowman, our MLB.com Braves reporter. We continue our look inside the Braves roster heading into the 2017 season and spring training, which is quickly approaching, I would add, uh, Disney World. And we're going to focus in on the outfield today, Mark. And it's an outfield that fairly veteran, or if, if not very veteran, uh, group heading into 2017, which isn't true of most of this roster. But when you talk about Kemp, Enciarte, and Marquecas, there's a lot, of, a lot of baseball in those guys. Let's start with Kemp, because obviously he came over late in 2016. And, and you look at the total numbers for the year, and it's really remarkable. The, the home run totals, 35, 100 RBIs on the season. I mean, this is a guy who we kind of got a glimpse of the Matt Kemp we used to see play for the Dodgers. You didn't really know exactly what to expect the day the trade was made. It made perfect sense. The Braves were looking to dump uh, Hector Oliveira's contract for whatever they could get him because they were going to eat it. He was never going to play in Atlanta. And, and obviously the, the Padres were willing to – to not only you know to, to eat that salary, just to save some from what they were paying Matt Kemp, and you heard some uh, some of your West Coast colleagues. What are the Braves doing? You know, or whatever guy they saw uh, there in San Diego uh, over the last couple months, they question why the Braves would even do this. It's not the same guy we saw. I mean, this was like you said. He he may he doesn't have the legs. He he did the year that uh, he finished second at the. The NL MVP, he's gotten in better shape this offseason. But at the same time, that bat was still there. And it was such a – it wasn't just that production that he provided. They just needed a right-handed presence right there in the middle of that lineup. And that simply – Freddie Freeman was doing some pretty uh, incredible things before Matt Kemp arrived. But but just having him sitting behind him, you know, added to his success, uh, enhanced the value that that Nick Marquette just had behind him. And, you know, Matt Kemp's presence is is a – Significant reason why that offense finished second in the league and, and runs per game over the final two months, you know, second only to the, the Rockies. So maybe they were first in the non-course field division. He, he's not only that, the significant reason that that they uh, performed so well there the last couple months of last year, but, it, but he's a key reason why there's so much offense this year. And it's not just the focus on him. It's just what he does for everyone else around him, you know, what he does for Freddie in, in front. Uh or with Freddie sitting in front of him and with Nick Marquette sitting behind him. But the middle of that lineup is, you know, there, there's some legitimacy to it, and we haven't been able to say that for a few years here in Atlanta. Now in center field, enter Ender Inciarte, obviously another part of that trade that kind of keeps on giving for the Braves, along with Dansby Swanson, Aaron Blair in the Shelby Miller deal. Uh, and, and all he did last year was provide a pretty good bat, and he has that speed, obviously, and a excellent gold glove caliber, caliber glove in center field. Yeah, you know, you know, you, you see it, you know, with your own eyes throughout the season. And then our Statcast folks, you know, they break it down and confirm everything that our eyes saw. This guy did some special things. I mean, some of the uh, with the glove, and, and you know, you kind of expected him to provide Gold Glove caliber defense. I think the biggest change for Ender last year, obviously, he he missed the per- most of the first month with the hamstring injury that he suffered there during the first week. You know, he struggled to get going right there, right before the All-Star break. He was he started to feel some things, and that was confirmed when he came back after the All-Star break. And, you know, he hits 360 with a nearly 400 or 430 uh, on-base percentage, I believe it was. And he provided them a legit catalyst there in the leadoff spot. And, you know, if this guy stays healthy, he can continue to, to be the 
the key ingredient at the top of that lineup. Uh, I, I think the biggest reason we saw uh, so, such improvement from him during the second half of last year was the fact that he hit left-handers so well. That was a big concern when he came over. Uh, was it, Would he be able to stay healthy? Uh, could he hit left-handers? Well, we really – yeah, there was a – he had basically a season and a half worth of sample size there uh, based on what he had done in, in Arizona that uh, you know, those concerns were created from that small – Sample size, the one one half year of, of uh, extreme success in Atlanta uh, should also be viewed as a small sample size. But you, you saw everything this guy can provide, and it made perfect sense for the Braves to extend him in December with the contract they provide. That doesn't, you know, when you're, you're extending an arbitration eligible player, that really doesn't do anything uh, to say they're definitely going to be around for the, the length of that. But it provides some cost certainty and. Uh, when you compare that deal to some of the others that were made this off season, uh, you know I think the the Braves got significant value. When you, you look at what he provides, not only with his bat but with his glove, um, you know it's uh, he and Billy Hamilton were both deserving of a Gold Glove last year. But uh, what Ender can do with his arm, I think, is what sets him apart. Uh, you know, from the other great center fielders. When you look at right field, is this job Nick Markakis's, or could there be a little competition there in spring training? No, no, this is Nick Markakis's job. You know, what we saw from Nick Markakis, this guy is, what he has done, he basically, that next surgery he underwent was basically the same one that Peyton Manning underwent, David Wright, last year. Um, you know, there's still questions about David Wright. And when Nick Markakis came back, he was committed. You know, he had that surgery in December. He comes back in, in April, plays on opening day, and, and virtually plays the whole season. There's only, over the last two seasons since this surgery, there's only three other outfielders who have logged more innings in the outfield than Nick. And, uh, you know, that's a testament to this guy's character. This guy comes to play every day. And, you know, he, he had a full off season last year. He was able to get some of his strength back. We saw it. Uh, I think he led the league in doubles in April last year. He struggled a little bit at the plate in May and uh, a little bit in June. But, you know, we, we saw that power start to come back uh, in July. You know, I think he – now, this is not a guy that you're saying is going to hit 30 homers or anything like this. But if you equate what he did over the final few three months of last season, over the entire season, then, you know, he's a – He's once again a 20-homer guy, a guy with, you know, something he hasn't been able to do since his next became a problem while he's with the Orioles. So, in uh, defensively, you know, hey, look, the arm strength may not be exactly what it was before the surgery, but we saw a little bit of that come back. This, this is a this is a guy I think that, that you can plug in there to uh, to play 150-plus games this year, about, you know, probably closer to 160. And, uh, you know, he, he brings it every day. There's, you know, he doesn't say a lot, but uh, – just his actions speak louder than words and in terms of the leadership he provides in that clubhouse. He's a very valuable piece of this team. When you think about this team and its bench, and it sounds like they're going to go with a four-person bench for the most part, um, it becomes interesting when you look at the names. Jace Peterson seems like a lock to be on that bench. Then there's Micah Johnson, who's part of the organization. Now Emilio Bonifacio, Chase Darneau. Um, Mark, you have all these guys, and, and they're they're not all going to have a seat at the table uh, when spring training is all said and done. So what is the likelihood, or, or what is your best guess at how the outfielders, because these guys, a lot of them can play both infield and outfield, which will be key with a shorter bench. Um, how do you see the outfield reserves kind of figuring itself out? It's, it, it's a very good question, and it, it is going to have to play itself out. Uh, let's just look at it this way. Okay, let's 
let's assume at the beginning of the season, Rodriguez gets most of the reps at second base. I think that's a given. Uh, Jace will get some time there. Uh, and, and Sean Rodriguez's value is, you know, comes from his ability to move around the field as does Jace's now. You know, we haven't seen Jace play much third base except in spring training. I've, I've you know, I've liked what I've seen from him there. Uh, we haven't seen him play center field a lot. But, yet when he did the one game last year, uh, he had a game-saving catch that, you know, was all over the highlight clips the next day. We've seen him play solid left field. He's a guy that can move around. He's going to be a very valuable piece of that bench. You know, both he and Sean Rodriguez can play center field if necessary if they want to carry someone else, which I, I do expect them to do. One of the bench guys will be somebody that, that – you know, really can, you know, or has more experience there in center field. Uh, you're looking at Emilio Bonfacio or Micah Johnson uh, getting one of those spots with Bonfacio, probably having the nod, the, being the early favorite uh, heading into camp. So for the, let's say, let, let's just assume it's Bonfacio and Peterson. Now, if you give that other spot to Micah Johnson or Chase Darnot, you know, Chase was, uh, you saw him do a lot of great things last year early on. He's a guy that, they also can play, you know, then around the infield and in the outfield. Uh, he has more experience there in center field than some other utility players. Uh, but at the same time, he, he just didn't – he struggled with the bat last year. And we're going to have to see if that was a product of uh, just the league getting used to him or the planners, planners work that uh, bugged him as the season went on. Those, those guys are your, your candidates. But you have to take a step back and say, are, are the Braves being wise going with an eight-man bullpen – and keeping their bench so short because, you know, it, you, there's no way around to not pinch hitting, you know, once a night in the National League. You have to plan for that. And, uh, you know, you, you look at that cast of characters that I mentioned, and while they all, you know, Jace Peterson's come along with the bat, I, I think that the Braves, uh, you know, could benefit from having more of a legitimate bat on the bench. So it, it remains to be seen whether they go with that eight-man pen if they continue to say they will. But when it comes time to fill out that roster and they look at what they have, um, I'll be interested to see if they if they alter their plan and uh, try to add another bat to that bench, a guy that they can rely on, uh, whether that's Jeff Francoeur or not. Uh, remains to be seen. Every talk, all the talks with him have centered around a minor league deal, and uh, while he wants to play in Atlanta, he also uh, is still looking for a big league deal right now. It'll certainly be a big storyline to follow throughout the spring and into the season as they try to get away, I guess, with with having that extra bullpen arm. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Braves edition. For Mark Bowman, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.